name. And so as, as, um, as uh, uh, her husband's name is Gordon, and as Gordon's gone through this year without Kathy, he's gotten to witness over and over again this dance of, of joy and grief and sorrow. And just, it's, this is part of life. So we are, we are opening to life as we explore this theme today. But we're doing so from the perspective of the Dharma rather than from the perspective of the narrative. And this matters so much because as we get caught in our narrative, we often lose the sense of of, of having the kind of presence, the kind of mindfulness, the mindful presence that would in fact uh, give us choice in how we're relating to our experience. And sometimes our experience is very difficult. It's very difficult. And so we, 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 as, as we learn to be mindful of the, of the phenomena of joy arising in the heart, of sorrow arising in the heart, of grief arising in the heart, and we see it as phenomena, it allows us to stay in the narrative of our life with a kind of spaciousness that leads to a deepening of understanding, a greater sense of well-being, and a sense of how we actually do have more choice of relating to experience than it first appears. We can get so... Um, uh, seduced by, drawn into, the stickiness attached to, identified with experience that we come to believe something about what's possible that is in fact not true. That there is there's more room uh, for choice than we, than we first realize. So this is, this is the theme that we will be doing today. As, as part of this theme, uh, just to... Uh, Read a little thing to you here, if I can. One of the one of the characteristics that uh, comes up is the um, the feeling of aloneness when we get into difficult emotions. Difficult emotions like sorrow and grief can really lead us to feel so alone, and in our search for joy, we can actually feel quite alone. We can't find joy in our life. We had a kind of joy and we lost it. And we can spend years in a kind of, uh, what happened to me? Wanting, wanting that same feeling again, but not quite knowing how to get to it. And one of the characteristics that helps in this, I would uh, uh, bring to your attention through reading something from uh, Wendell Berry. Always in the wilderness, when you leave familiar ground and step off alone into a new place, there will be, along with the feelings of curiosity and excitement, a little nagging of dread. A little nagging of dread. There will be, along with the feelings of curiosity, which we'll have a lot of today, and excitement, which we'll have today, a little nagging of dread, wanting to bring this feeling of dread in as we touch this tender area. Not have to exclude it, not think, oh, it shouldn't be there. 
It is the ancient fear of the unknown. And it is your first bond with the wilderness you're going into. What you're doing is exploring. We're exploring, we're reflecting on the, these, these uh, common feelings of joy and sorrow and grief. You are undertaking the first experience, not of the place, but of yourself in that place. You are undertaking the first experience, not of the place, but of yourself in that place. It is an experience of our essential loneliness. For nobody can discover the world for anybody else. It is an experience of our essential loneliness, for nobody can discover the world for anybody else. It is only after we have discovered it for ourselves that it becomes a common ground and a common bond, and we cease to be alone. This is the beauty of the insight practice. On the retreats, we see it over and over again as teachers. People are sitting there alone on their cushion in a room full of people for days. And in their own experience, they find that commonality that becomes the bond. It is an experience of our essential loneliness, for nobody can discover the world for anybody else. It is only after we have discovered it for ourselves that it becomes a common ground and a common bond, and we cease to be alone. Really find this to be true, that as we learn to open to the full range of our experience with mindfulness and intention, a compassionate mindfulness, but with the direction of intention, what intention? The intention to be able to choose non-suffering over suffering. The, intent to be, the intention to be kind, to not cause harm, to be present. This intentional mindfulness, with it's got a specific aim, the Eightfold Path, the Buddhist path. The intention to have choice of non-suffering over suffering. And so this becomes, this becomes the way we will do our day. So let's sit together for a few minutes here, and then we'll, we'll do our first round of poetry. It'll be about a 25-minute sit. So make yourself comfortable. If you're not comfortable, just stand up for a moment. We'll just everybody stand up for a moment that wants to, and then sit back down. You don't have to, but that's yourself. So it's, we're looking for ease, when, and, and we're looking for an ease in the body